to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Love 101 episode 7, which I guess is the penultimate episode of the series so far. And wow, I'm like just so in on Borju now. I'm like such a Borju stan. I can't stand it. Uh, she did great. So <laughs> I'm not drinking any tea per usual as he is uh, slurping buffalo sauce, I heard. True, true, yes. Uh, I also <laughs> had, I think, a total of 10 cups of tea today. So oh my god! Between that and the buffalo. Oh, and then I had, I had two mugs of green tea, too. Five, ten cups of black tea. Mm, if caffeine wow. affected me, I would be all the way jazzed right now, but I'm about <laughs> the same as I always am, and I'm on the verge of getting sleepy, so yeah. There's, there is such yeah. a thing as caffeine, like full tolerance. <laughs> I'm the same way as Guy. I, I would yeah, have to have yeah. like 10 espressos in a row for me not to be able to sleep. Doesn't it like yeah. dehydrate you though, having that much tea? I don't know. I like want tea when I'm thirsty as well. I guess in mm. theory, it is a dehydrant. You're right. But yeah, I don't know. It's a diuretic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word. Are you drinking any tea, Sophia? No, I had a glass of milk. That's it. That's good. That's very wholesome of you. It's very, yeah, so pure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've just been feeling like I had too much orange juice in the morning, so I had to neutralize That's it. That's also so pure. Oh, my God. Pure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just regressed into a six-year-old or something. Um, but... <laughs> I do like having a glass of milk at night. I do it too. With the cookie, though. Especially if it's really cold. The glass of with milk. With the cookie? Yeah, you got to have it with a cookie. Meanwhile, mm. I'm like, I just drink buffalo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's your nighttime snack. <laughs> As you became like a middle aged man <laughs> while I became a six year old. 100%. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, classic us no tea in sight but some interesting <laughs> beverage choices all around so that's exciting uh now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode which is a lot I think judging by the length of my notes oh yeah I should check my notes um anyway <laughs> I as I mentioned before, like I had predicted that this episode was going to be a downhill slope after the uphill slope from last time or after the happy buildup from last time, because I've just now realized that in English, both uphill and downhill are bad things. So I'm very surprised um, by that discovery right now. Anyway, so we left off last episode with Burju, like super drunk, like deciding to go return Kemal's jacket because the girls just ran away. So she like is super like smiley and like drunk and taking the jacket and guess who she bumps into horrible Tunjai at her doorstep. It seems like he still has her keys. Um, we can discuss this later, but that's kind of scary. Like it, apparently he like got into the house and didn't tell her because he, she was like, oh, at least this time you didn't use the key or something. But basically he's like, oh my God, you have to take me back. Like, I know you were just joking. Like, I don't, I know you didn't mean to break up with me. And 
at the in the same moment, our friend Red Dress, who is in fact wearing a red dress once more, like is it well, we see Kim like what looks like another person's apartment. It's Kimma's apartment and Red Dress is there. Like, okay, I'm ready to have fun with you. Like you clearly are not gonna make the first move. So let me just make the first move and you know, be me and be red dress. The only pro- like purpose of my character. <laughs> and then like Tunjai like walks into the apartment and like, they're both like, I, I need to say something important to you, which of course, like we find out, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do any of the suspense, but basically Burju wants to break up with him. And Tunjai is gonna tell her that he got scammed out of all of their savings and money for the wedding, which Moron. we already knew was gonna happen. <laughs> I know I hate him. <laughs> Like, please stop existing in this show. So basically, uh, something else that Tunjai did was he literally called everyone that Buju knows, like, and told everyone that she's horrible and she, like, dumped him and he's so sad and poor him and poor Tunjai, like, whatever. So Buju obviously, like, also says, like, stop telling everyone, stop calling all of Trabzon, like, I thought you were there, because obviously, you literally talked to every single person in the city and told them that I was the worst and that I dumped you. And he's not getting it. Like, he he doesn't understand that, like, there are real, like, problems in the relationship and that he's in the wrong. And, like, Buju feels like he thinks she's her his servant and, like, she has to do everything for him. And, like, he expects her to do whatever he wants and like she has like no agency basically like he's kind of old school I guess in that way and she's like you know like you can do whatever um but I'm not going to take you back like this is a decision that I've made and I'm not going to go back and I think he's really surprised to the point that she literally has to kick him out of the apartment he's like where am I going to sleep like what am I going to do like poor me oh my god my response to that is take an overnight bus and shut up and don't talk to anyone and we hate you. Yep, agreed. <laughs> and like Buju's like really relieved like and happy, I guess, like from kicking him out because like she finally put an end to a relationship that she was very clearly unhappy in. And so we go to Kimad's apartment and Red Dress is there and like hitting on him, whatever. And then Burju still goes to the apartment. Classic. Um, sitcom slash drama slash any tv show storyline like she sees red dress there and she's like oh shit like I didn't realize like this was happening but she's also kind of upset because she's clearly into Kemal but like she told him he she was engaged so and he's like this is not what you think like nothing's going on of course she doesn't believe him she just leaves and like gives him his jacket and then we have our three main men characters Osman Sinan and Kerem eating Subori, which, yeah, it, it looks very good. I will say that. And then Ishik joins. And of course, Ishik and Sinan are having this kind of puppy love situation where they just make eyes at each other, but like don't have any physical contact, which is kind of surprising to me as teens, I guess. Um, and so then Eda shows up and she like, is breaking had like has a breakthrough and like is gonna eat which everyone's like oh my god like the world is gonna be a better place but we already know this episode is like gonna like kick us in the gut in the gut eventually so yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna say that so there's this nice scene everyone's smiling everyone's happy then we go to our favorite character um 
today, Ishik, like looking at a picture from that time and being really nostalgic and like basically being like, that was the last time we were happy or like some dumb thing like that. Um, and it turns out she also makes subore and is it su or shu? No, su. Shubore would be like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. Good point. <laughs> um, anyway, so she's like still making all her preparations, but she's like getting really upset because she's she's kind of like, I really care about these people. I really want to see them again. And it seems like nobody's going to show up to my very elaborate dinner that I have brought in a hundred thousand Tupperwares to organized oh, how long has she been there she like ba- like suburi is not easy to make you have to like i mean unless she like prepped it at home dude that would take hours yeah she probably brought it in a tupperware <laughs> and then transferred it to a baking sheet <laughs> everything everything is in a tupperware okay it's, it don't make sense yeah she breaks a bottle because she's frustrated basically thinking that these people aren't going to show up um and the house keeps falling down on her which would be frustrating i have to say Although she's up there with Tunjai as one of the most annoying characters um, on the show, for sure. <laughs> and then we have our friend Osman walking into the school like the boss he is, asking the doorman, like, what's going on? Like, should I know about anything going on? And he's like, well, maybe. And like, he points to that horrible Burak who has like a dumb face and I hate also. Um, who's this guy that like is really into Da and like, he like... Kerem like fake fights him over it though which is really fun like it like it's a made-up thing but this guy Burak has taken it taken it really seriously and like now he's kind of like toxically obsessed with Ada and like needs to get with her because like that will prove his masculinity this is me reading into the character but clearly like he she's a trophy and he needs to get the trophy basically and so of course him and his goon friends uh corner Kenem in the bathroom and like are about to beat him up but of course the ever wonderful Osman is able to like catch that and then like or I don't know if that's coincidental or organized by Osman but I guess we can discuss that later but like the teacher just walks in right at the moment where they're gonna beat the shit out of him in the bathroom so they save him once but we know he's not gonna be this lucky So then our favorite location appears again, which is this lab that is very new and apparently very expensive. And Nejdet is extremely proud of. And like, basically we all know that something horrible is gonna happen in said lab. So basically like they're all, like they're all trying to find uh, Kerem because they know like the Burak and his friends are gonna ambush him somewhere. So they're, Like they get really nervous because they can't find him and they're all searching the school for them. And so like these guys, like these guys like make up an elaborate lie and like make Kenem be in the lab for some reason. And then they start beating the crap out of him, like six against one. But then eventually all of the gang makes it there and like all of the gang fight. And I I think um, it's interesting because like actually the guys like beat up the girls too. Like they all hit each other equally. which I think is kind of unusual, but interesting. And of course the lab is in in absolute tatters. Like I'm quite worried. Like there's a lot of chemicals in there. Like how did they not get like chemical burns or like horrible things like that? Um, But they have a very intense fight. Furniture is thrown, glass is broken everywhere. 
they're all super injured. And then Burju's at home, like taking calls from all of these relatives being like, you are the worst human being in the world. Like my poor son, he is so sad. He will never get over this. And like, you are forced to marry him because you are, a, but a simple woman. Well, I mean, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but like all of these horrible conversations and she's like super overwhelmed and like very sad. Um, but then she like eventually makes it to school and our great friend niched it, um, walks into the lab and sees it completely destroyed because it is completely destroyed. And he's like, like, you know, when those Scooby-Doo villains are like, if it weren't for you and your like stupid dog, or I don't remember what they always say, but like meddling kids and your dog. <laughs> <laughs> like basically he's like, these meddling kids like destroyed the lab. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and so Burju shows up and Nejdet takes it out on her. He's like, you know, like you wanted those kids here and they destroyed our, our science lab and our science lab was the best science lab in the world, whatever. Um, <laughs> and obviously like for some, like, well, not for some reason, for obvious reasons, like these kids get all the blame rather than Burak and his goons. Cause like apparently one of them went to the hospital, but like they had pretty bad wounds too. So like how it's only their fault, I don't know. But basically, like, Nejda, like, got an order and now he can expel them whenever he wants. Or now he doesn't need a majority, a unanimous vote to expel them. He just needs a simple majority. So basically, everything's ready for him to be expelled. For all the kids to be expelled, sorry. Except, well, we can discuss this later, but, like, why is this chick now grouped? Like, she doesn't have any priors or whatever, like, school records. She's up for suspension, though. She's oh. not up for expulsion. Okay. Yeah. Also, isn't she in the voting committee? Like, what do they do? <laughs> like, Probably she obviously point to new um, mm. students suck up to be on the committee. <laughs> good point. All very good points that I hadn't thought about. So they're all like discussing in this like dark classroom. Like, what are we gonna do? We're obviously gonna get kicked out. Like, what are we gonna do? Basically. Um. And Nejdet wants to vote immediately, obviously, because like he wants these kids out of his school immediately. And Burju sees Kemal and she's like, please, like, just pull the fire alarm. And he, like, pulls the fire alarm. Um, but he's very confused. He's like, why? And so they're outside and Burju talks to them and is like, I don't understand. Like, why did you have this fight? Like, and she has this whole monologue about how she never knew why she wanted to save them. But now she realizes it's because it's so hard to be yourself in the world and, like, like now she realizes that they're they're having trouble with like where they are and they don't fit in but that doesn't mean they're bad people and like all this little nice speech to the students introspection in speech form anyway so like basically she's like i don't know what to do we need to think of a plan because like i'm gonna leave and like basically they're all super resigned at this point and like Burju's like super sad and like Kemal's like what's up with this girl so he just sees he bumps into into Sinan like a sad looking Sinan in the street and he's like playing with the slider so he asks him for a cigarette and like he asks him like I don't understand like why did Burju ask me to pull the fire alarm and he's like no Burju like wants to save us blah like whatever just tells him like the story 
and he like sees Burju and like lovey dovey eyes because Burju is actually really pretty and like a very nice character and we all care dearly about this character I think it's not her fair. adult form only ch- <laughs> only child Burju <laughs> wait no Oh, no, sorry, Ushik, Ushik. No, no, I'm sorry. I was on the Ushik track. (laughs) That happens to me all the time. We like Ushik as a youngster, I think. I agree with with her. But adult Ushik is annoying as hell, and I can't get over her. Sorry, continue. (laughs) I had to interrupt incorrectly. (laughs) No, I I completely agree with that point, and I think it's a a good point. Um, but I always confuse Burju and Ishik. Like when I started watching the show, I thought Burju was the blonde narrator, which of course now I realize she's not. But apparently I still think that, so you're totally fine. <laughs> I don't know who anyone is. <laughs> so then they meet at is that under one of those bridges? Is that under the Halich bridge? I feel like you can see Galata yeah. Tower. It's uh the yeah. Galata oh. Bridge. Right, like okay. where those p- shitty paid bathrooms are, right? <laughs> On one side of the re- like recognize that, o- that viewpoint. <laughs> I recognize the sketchy staircase. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it seemed very familiar. Um, so then, of course, like basically each of the kids has to go talk to their parents about um that they're gonna get kicked out. So Eda goes to her parents, who are weirdly very like Russian looking or like Nordic looking. They all have white hair. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're going to send you to boarding school. Like, we'll put in the transfer before, like, your expulsion is on your records. And then that way you'll be able to graduate there and your life will continue. Um, Kerem, we already know his parents suck. And we now are confirmed that he has a lot of money, it seems. And the dad's like, okay, I'll just, you know, you're terrible. I always have to save you. But, like, let me just, like, pour some money on the problem and it'll be fixed. Um, to which Kadem's like, no, do not solve this problem for me. Like, whatever. I don't want this hanging over my head. And the like, his dad is just the worst and like tries to humil- humiliate him. Like, whatever he's going to do, he's just going to be the worst. And his mom is like, doesn't know what to do. Seems kind of anxious about the whole situation. And then we have like the Osman with his dad conversation, which is really sad because his dad's like, like, you know, I knew you were the only, like you were the one of us who was really going to like, go far and like not get stuck where he was born and like all the stuff but like you really disappointed me kind of thing like now your life's fucked up like you can't do anything now which I hope that's not true I'm still very confused as to their family situation because it seems like they're in a nice like house that has a very nice yard um so I don't know if they're like the live-in like service family if that's a thing in Turkey I don't know but it seems like it could be um and then Ishik's parents are obviously super angry like of course you had to mess with those hoodlums like I pretended they were nice but they were terrible children um (laughs) they're right I like that she's grounded from school like that is next level (laughs) I've never heard of anyone getting grounded from school by their parents it's awesome parenting (laughs) (laughs) um so she's forbidden to go to school for a week or like more I can't remember or a month I don't know just a week I think and her mom's like you're the worst whatever like you stupid child you're ruining your future you know classic parent teen show issues 
Um, and then, of course, Sinan walks into his house and he's like, okay, like, who do I tell? So he calls his dad to, like, tell him. But his dad's like, oh, I'm helping my other children who I do care about with their homework. So, like, don't bother me. And, of course, he, like, Sinan looks in the wall and the painting is gone. So he's very sad. Um, and he's, like, like, very, very sad. And then he finds, like, Ishik's hair tie on the floor. And he's like, oh. I should go be with Ishik <laughs> or like, I don't know. He's like in love, which I'm glad. Cause I feel like he has like nothing to hold on to. So at least having Ishik is like a something that grounds him a bit. So he goes to school. He, like, remember he always used to fall asleep in class, but this time he's listening and we're hearing about how Europe was so sad after the first world war <laughs> that they created some literature <laughs> regarding the first world war. <laughs> I don't know the the class like whatever was in the subtitles was just so ridiculous and then he repeats it word for word so it's really funny so then like he's kind of sad whatever then Kenem and Eda are like lovey-dovey but they actually do have physical contact so it's a departure from our other teen couple um and the, and she's just like kiss me now like this really it's really corny but it was kind of cute and like she, he's gonna give her the bracelet but then the other two guys show up and they're like, okay, what's the plan? What are we going to do? And they're like, like, I don't know, whatever. And it does like, yeah, my parents are going to send me to boarding school. And they're all like, well, you should save yourself. But obviously Kadem is very sad. And he's the last one to say like, save yourself. But like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And then we meet current day Eda, who's a very proper mother who wears crop top shirts um, which is surprising <laughs> again. Um, she's also like much more aggressive. I feel like young Eda, or like maybe it's just the actress. But like, I she's have a lot gorgeous. of thoughts about how different they are. She's also ugly, and young Eda is beautiful. So <laughs> she's also extremely, extremely thin. Yeah, which I guess is correct. But but Ishik is very glad that someone actually showed up to her dinner even like it was Eda and like Eda's being Eda and like just being very straightforward and saying stuff um and Burju has all these kids files in her apartment and she's trying to figure out what to do and she has no clue what to do and our favorite friend Tunjai comes to beg for forgiveness again and he's an asshole he like really does not understand that it's over and that he is a horrible boyfriend and he is the worst person in the world so he should just leave and never come back and he's just like being the most obnoxious person. She like literally again has to kick him out of the apartment. Like fortunately doesn't even let him in in the first place. Cause like he's the worst. Her neighbors must be having a ball just like hearing all this gossip in the hallway. <laughs> um, and then she's just like super upset, annoyed. And then she hears a knock and she's like, Tunjai, go to hell. Like stop knocking on my door. But then it's Kemal. And so she's like, like immediately like the spark is on again. I don't remember if she says like I'm broken up with Tunjai or not, but like, whatever. I guess they'll get to that later. But basically, Kimon's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to come up with ideas on how to save these kids." And Kimon's like, "Let me help." So they have a wonderful night of discussing what to do with these kids. And then we flash to Sinan, who finally learned how to but like tie a tie and like tuck his shirt in. So he goes very like well dressed to Ishik's house. 
And he tells her mother like, oh, today we learned something really interesting at school. I have to teach Ishik about it because she's going to fall behind because you decided that a good punishment was for her to stop studying. But I guess it's to keep the, her away from the hooligans. Like that would be my guess. Because like then school will be up for summer and she like eventually won't be friends with the hooligans anymore. So it seems like a very bad idea to do that at the end of the year with what I assume finals coming up. <laughs> Yeah, and then we go to Ishik. I don't know if that's, it's on purpose that she's dressed all in pink and her room is extremely pink. Like, it's all too pink for me. <laughs> but he, like, comes in and, like, starts tutoring her. And, of course, they hold hands romantically, whatever. And then, um, so Eda and Ishik are, like, catching up, I guess, or whatever. And Eda brought in a very nice gift for Ishik that we don't know what it is, but I did expect it to be what it was. Um, and there's just like having a chat, whatever, like, oh yeah, like, you know, well, yeah, Ishik says something that's very Ishik. She's like, you know, I like never had friends after <laughs> I wrote that one um, what happened. We need to talk about this motherfucker. That was very sad and lame. Like I she was probably grounded from having friends for 20 years. That was like probably her mom's <laughs> punishment. <laughs> yeah, to respect. So she opens a gift and it's uh, our favorite painting of the two old people that Sinan's father took horribly from their house. And she just bursts, bursts out crying and like is super sad, which again makes me very convinced that Sinan must have died because like, what else? Why else would she be so upset? I guess that's what they want us to think anyway. And then just the house keeps falling down and that's the end of the episode. Yes, we have a lot to talk about. Mostly just hating on Adulta Shook, I think is my most of my excitement for this episode. Without further ado, we will move into the gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. What do you want to talk about first? Let's start on a positive note with Wuju literally chasing Tunjai out of her apartment. That was such a delightful scene. Oh my god. <laughs> the way she was screaming at him, it was so funny and it was so great. And I was so proud of her. Like she's really had like a really big character development over the course of the series. Yep. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And she's been like really empowered and like realizing that she doesn't need an idiot like Tunja in her life. The only thing that brought it down for me was I don't, I wish she hadn't gone to Kamal's house that night because it makes it like she broke up with Tunja not for herself, but because she's into Kamal. And I would prefer it if it was like she broke up with him for herself and she wants to go after Kamal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But her heckling of him was fantastic. Oh my God. I kind of just wanted her to like kick him and get him out of her house. I was worried he was going to force his way in, but luckily he's like not that aggressive. And he was going to, yeah, I was worried that he he was going to like assault her or something horrible like that. 
That would have been that would have been way like out of the tone of the show. Though I'm glad they didn't do anything like that. Yeah. Except for what if Shook makes me think every episode something absolutely horrible is gonna happen, and then you so. just realize that she sucks. And that's she sucks. <laughs> that's all that's going on there. On the on the subject of Tunjai, just to like I don't know if we're gonna contain him to this part of the banter, which I kind of hope sure. we do because I like would rather not talk about him. But um, <laughs> what, later on when he's at Burju's door again, and then he gets like shooed away, and then Kemai is there literally ten seconds later. Like, yeah. did they not see each other on the stairwell? What? I that was a little bit ridiculous. The timing. That there. was just like a movie trick. Like they should have done some like scene transition so you could tell it was sometime later. Yeah. But yeah, it was way yeah, too. I, I I agree with you, Esgi. I was like, oh my god, Kemai was like hiding upstairs or something. Yeah, was he behind like the plan in the hallway? Or what was going on there? <laughs> But I feel, he was watching the whole thing. I feel like if Kemal saw him, he would get really angry and leave. Yeah, yeah, because so. he'd be like, "Oh, this is this." I remember now. This is the engaged woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I do feel like, like when Kemal was like, "You don't deserve an explanation," I was like, "Yes," and then when Borgia was like, "Well, you don't deserve an explanation either," I was like. No, I'm pretty sure you should tell him that you broke up. <laughs> yeah. True. That's a that's a good point, too. Borju's family is terrible. <laughs> yeah. But it's not only her so family, mean. it's also his family calling her, like his mother, which Yeah. Oh. She handled it really well though. Like I thought she was gonna like give in or break down or something, but she was just like, fuck it. Like this is my decision. I'm owning it. Yep. I think in the context of both seeing both both sides of of the I guess both families on either side of the relationship it kind of makes sense that Borju would need an external stimulus like Kemai to see that all men are not universally um uber patriarchal and whatever borderline abusive I mean not that they've had a ton of interactions but I think she could already tell that he was just a very had a very different mindset (laughs) about women and uh and relationships and all that so if you know growing up where she grew up not to generalize about you know any part of turkey but you know black sea is a pretty conservative region um so and uh, granted she probably should have started having doubts just like being in the big city and meeting all kinds of different people but i mean she was probably sheltering herself from any interactions that might be even remotely romantic so kemma was just kind of too in her face for her to ignore so yeah I wish she'd done it for entirely just for herself rather than having another man in the equation but it also kind of makes sense that he would have to be in the picture for her to change her mind yeah how long do you think she's been in Istanbul for being corrupted probably a year or two I don't get the sense that she's been I mean okay but she's also an assistant principal So I don't know. It's hard to say. But I mean, she can't be like more than three or four years out out of school. She just seems like, you know, she's definitely in her 20s in terms of like, you know, being a very young woman on the verge of getting married. Seems like that's her timeline. But I don't don't know. I feel like she's very young. I feel like she could be like 27, 28. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Tunjai looks a bit a bit older, doesn't he? Like, he looks... It's also just, like, 
because we hate him and his personality and he's like he just looks like such a schlub like oh horrible yeah i wish they'd shown more of him getting ripped off like i wanted to watch him me too for it also i like and also i want to hear that he got fired for doing this yes i wonder if osman has the money and what he's gonna do with it like i feel like that's a contentious issue like if he were the other kids, like, what would you want him to do with the money, you know? Or, like, is that his own personal vendetta because it was his own personal business? Like, I don't know. All the other kids don't care about money, so. Yeah, true. He should, he should keep it and start another venture with it. Buy more hazelnuts. <laughs> oh, guys, I have to talk to you about the hazelnut thing. You have to talk to us, please. Yes. <laughs> please. Continue. So. We found out this episode that he eats hazelnuts because he has low blood sugar. Right? That was like not real. Like he just said that to like get them to drop it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? That was kind of the tone that I got. Like he was like, he just like came up with something. Cause like a lot of, I don't know the blood sugar thing. Like people say that like, oh, I need a snack cause my blood sugar just dropped even though they're not like diabetic or anything. Like yeah. people just say stuff like that. <laughs> well, I, I agree that there was like some weird vibe when he said that, yeah. but I did Google it and it's actually the opposite. Hazelnuts are, have been proven to reduce your blood sugar. So he's actually making his problem worse if he's eating them for that <laughs> right. reason. Yeah, which, which double confirms that it was all a lie. <laughs> or they didn't Google it. Yeah. But then he would pass <laughs> out like... If his blood sugar, I mean, he low. is very pale looking. Guys, all the it has time. nothing to do with blood sugar. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's just a thing people say to justify their snacking. <laughs> but then, why is he snacking? Is there something else? There's another story there. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Just he got super weird about it. Yeah. It has something to do with his weird family estate or the family that his family serves as estate. I bet <laughs> they get paid in hazelnuts. <laughs> did y'all catch you know during the suburi like eating scene that little girl lets a red balloon fly away and it's like the camera follows it what was that heavy-handed symbolism for i don't Uh, get it what was that i don't know but there's a like i i can't remember but like there's some cinematic history to that there's like some yeah yeah, there's the famous french movie yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that's the red balloon but what that has to do with this i have no idea i don't know the maybe plot it just means be. everything's going to shit like that's the only thing that i think could be true huh. judging by a shake, yes that's the only thing and that was the last balloon i ever saw <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she's just the worst i can't believe she fucking made suverek yeah. and then like why does the oven still work? Everything else in this fucking house has literally fallen apart. It's going to be demolished. They haven't shut off the gas. Like, that seems like a problem. <laughs> but but Edda said, like, now that we're going to, like, rebuild this house or whatever, she, like, yeah. basically, like, they're going to, like, put some love in it, I guess. It would be like a she, Yeah, I feel like she implied that the Shook had bought it. Season two is an HGTV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Property not if it's just the main character i can't watch it true, sorry true true and also edda like oh adult edda 
is nothing like young Edda. Okay, like, for the record, what was that? She's a beautiful woman, but I think she did something to her face since I last saw her because she looked very weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like she's not ugly. It's just like the way they have her outfitted and also yeah. like how different she is from young Edda. I was like in shock. Jarring. Yeah, I think it was yeah. it was a hard choice to decide to recast the characters. I think it would have been better if they just like made them up to look older. 20 years is tough, but yeah, I feel like if it was 10 years, yeah. They could have just made it 10 years. But then you have to like remember that Ushik not having friends for 20 years is so much worse than her not having friends. <laughs> <laughs> all of her like stupid shit like I don't have birthdays I don't have <laughs> friends because it's not as real as what we had like fuck you like they were all using each how, other how and long drinking. have they been friends for like in the in the 98 timeline like two days yeah two days and they're just using each other they're barely friends yes and she's like this is so real god she's the worst I hate her so much I blame her mother. and also just like okay I'm glad she's been successful enough to buy that house but if you're gonna see your friends for the first time in 20 years wouldn't you dress up we're like yeah go somewhere not crumbling immediately like who owns jeans that baggy and the sweatshirt that baggy too and the sweatshirt is not her size either. Well, she, you have to, let's think about it this way. She hasn't had friends in 20 years. Maybe she hasn't really eaten yeah. in 20 years. And she hasn't bought clothes in 20 years because she has no friends and nowhere to go. So mm-hmm. she's still wearing her clothes from her plumper days. Because <laughs> you have to go to like, you have to have friends to go to the mall or like any clothing yes. store for that. Yeah, there's no point in like dressing up or buying new clothes if you have no friends. <laughs> she probably oh still has God. a job though who knows she's probably too weird to be employed okay i'm gonna i'm gonna already nominate her for this episode sultan of success because she has no friends no wardrobe but she still has enough money to buy that house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> she's very she's like that horrible show you made us watch um (laughs) extreme (laughs) cheapskates or something oh we need to rewatch that that was oh my god that lady for listeners who haven't watched the show and i do not i do not recommend it it's like people who ruin their lives in order to save money and so this lady was like living like the worst life you could possibly imagine even though she was like a very high level professional and probably had millions of dollars in the bank yeah she probably got fired after probably because it was literally like I um run to work so I don't have to pay for the bus and then I'm really stinky and I dumpster dive for food and then I invite people over to eat the dumpster food (laughs) Uh, she didn't have many friends the best part was uh to remedy her running to work stink she would steal samples of free deodorant from like trade yeah. fairs yeah 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 she didn't even buy her own deodorant oh my god i got a good laugh cry out of this uh, trip down memory <laughs> that oh, show's no. still hot it was me. so I bad like I, I like if i think about that while i'm eating i would throw up <laughs> and <laughs> Yo, it's I, like I feel like I've shown that episode to like maybe six or seven of my friends. It's like a true rite of passage. Like if I'm like I shouldn't show you this show, 
You're like it. You're in the inner circle. So congrats. <laughs> glad oh to man, know. glad to know. Maybe Ashuk's friend, potential friends, all ran away after seeing <laughs> that. Could have been her rite of passage, and they were like, "Bye." <laughs> you know, you guys were like, "Let's start a podcast with this girl." Who <laughs> but the the weird thing about it is like she seemed to have other friends before she had them like she seemed to be a normal well-adjusted person so like yeah they ruined her life the birthday party was a red flag though with only relatives and none of her like true very true goody two-shoes friends very true that's true yeah i just really couldn't stand adult at all like the way she was like singing when she opened the door like what the fuck is that you're just randomly singing some songs in 20 years (laughs) yeah so bizarre but did you guys catch that I feel like Ashik said when she was opening the painting oh is it one of yours mm-hmm. so potentially Edda did make her dream ridiculous dream of becoming a graphic artist come true it's so unrealistic and unmarketable <laughs> <laughs> realistic in the 90s though no well I'm being, yeah I'm we're, joking, we're joking we're oh. joking <laughs> Because it's a completely normal job to Oh, have. sorry. <laughs> Don't you even dare think about becoming a graphic designer, Sophie. You'll be hungry and living in the street. <laughs> I mean, today, maybe, probably, yes. Like, now that there's Canva and all that stuff, people think that graphic design is, like, super easy and dumb. Mm. And, like, they won't pay money for it. So, yeah. What do you think an, an Edda original canvas would be? Would it be just, like, an angry flower? angry flowers for sure yeah angry vibes yeah yeah maybe some blood oh (laughs) but all different shades of gray and black because she uses like only pencil apparently oh yeah there's no color involved no 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 it's black blood (laughs) how dark i love love it (laughs) um should we talk about the fight yeah i have a lot of questions about why nothing was locked (laughs) in that lab because <laughs> even in my like crappy uh not crappy but like like you know normal standard level public school uh science lab everything was in wooden cabinets that were locked <laughs> because punk ass teenagers will break glass speakers <laughs> yeah also i'm no chemistry expert but why were there so many damn beakers out full uh, i feel like that's like, like i feel like that's hundreds and hundreds normal yeah. i guess but like what really was confusing to me is like why would they throw all of this these chemicals like if any of those were like phosphorus or like like white phosphorus or like any like my my like my white science lab had like tiny samples no but we had like stuff like that was scary we we definitely had like bad acids that you definitely wouldn't want on your skin Also, why why did they decide to corner him in this? Like, was it on purpose that they decided to beat him up in the science lab? I think maybe it just wasn't, no one was going to yeah. go in there because it wasn't open yet yeah. or something. That's my guess. I really liked, as you mentioned, that the girls were fighting too. That was awesome. They fought really well. And I feel like, I don't know if you guys have seen both Wonder Woman movies, no. <laughs> but like there's some yeah. taboo about women fighting men I guess in some situations in Hollywood because in both Wonder Woman movies they've gone through like incredible like crazy like choreography in order to avoid her actually like getting beat up by a guy 
and it's really taken away. Like the first movie, they have that got the guy God who's Remus Lupin transform into like a metal robot so she doesn't have to fight the guy. It's a robot. And then in the second one, the big bad has like <laughs> what's Kristen Wig turn into like a leopard girl. So she fights her instead of the guy. It's like so ridiculous. Kristen so Wig is that movie if she's a villain. It's yeah. not a comedy. Kristen Wiig is the main villain. It is such a bad movie. I can't tell oh my you. God. Who is going to go on Wikipedia right now? I. <laughs> she's like Cheetah, the Cheetah Girl or something. Ooh, I love the Cheetah Girls. Like she becomes, <laughs> becomes a, a Cheetah. Like, I don't remember what the reason why she becomes a Cheetah, but it's some very problematic reason. Like, it oh. was um, because she wanted to be hot and have guys like her. So she became a Cheetah. Makes sense. She wanted to be the apex predator. Okay. And so she became a cheetah. It was that's a really bad movie. But my point is that if they don't have to go through all of these crazy configurations to avoid Wonder Woman beating well, some guys. And up. the other thing that's interesting is that not only do the girls like hit the guys, the guys hit them too. Like right, right, which is the big problem. Like. I mean, I understand why, like, that could be problematic because, like, obviously, like, you know, abuse and, like, men are stronger than women in a lot of cases, so they'll hit them really hard and, like, they won't be able to defend themselves as well or whatever. Um, But, like, also, I had a brother and, of course, we beat each other up all the time when we were kids. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. But I, I do get that taboo and like it's always been a taboo and I th- that's why I thought it was kind of interesting that they just like fought and like it wasn't mentioned it wasn't an issue they just all fought against each other. Yeah yeah I thought it was really good. Also Ishik's hair looks so good. I know that's the moment when Sinan truly fell in love <laughs> or lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh I like love them, but like I feel like something really bad's gonna happen, and it stresses me out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if Sinan is not the one who is dead, then I'll be kind of mad because I feel like the show is just like trying to trick you for the surprise factor. It's definitely trying. Like, like I I feel like it can't be Sinan because it would be too obvious. Maybe, but then he, what? He's like in jail or something. Yeah, or he's like married to someone else. That would make a Shook story even more. <laughs> yeah, that would be really bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of possibilities. Um, yeah, he could have just rejected her because he knew that he was she was gonna make him happy, and he doesn't want to be happy, as we know. Okay, but how shitty is it of Eda to bring that painting back? That if like she yeah. knows that she got rejected. True. True. A Shook will never love again because it wouldn't be as real yeah she's also banned from having friends now well it would be it would make sense why she like why she bought that like she could just be obsessed with him which would be horrible like that's why she bought his old house and like turns into a stalker movie in the second <laughs> honestly she gives off that vibe yeah. i mean she's wearing a hoodie so people don't recognize her at first remember when she walks into the house mm-hmm. yeah that's true like she's she's a sketchy character. She's not like well adjusted for sure. I hope she's not a stalker, but anything can happen. I just feel like for sure he's I don't know. It just seems like they're so 
pointing in the direction of him being dead that I will actually be disappointed if he's dead because it seems like they need to find a way to undermine this expectation they've set mm-hmm. so heavy-handedly for mm-hmm. episodes now. But, I mean, also the way she cried and the fact that she received that gift is like, if he's not dead, then all of this is super weird. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Borju and Kemal reached peak hotness this episode to change the subject. <laughs> Kemal looked so good in his outfit. True. Agreed. Tuxedo. He can pull, he can tuxedo, pull it yeah. off. He can really pull it off. I'm surprised. Yeah. He looked really good. On the flip side, Burju had a French tuck, and I'm wondering, and my mom was wondering, <laughs> was that a thing in the 90s? I think it was like an early 2000s thing. So she was either ahead of the curve, or they forgot that they were in 1998 again. Yeah, they forget a lot, because even Kamal's outfit, like, I understand that, that was a 90s thing, but that was with, like, light wash. Yeah, denim. I was going to say. Yeah. Not with, like, dark wash That's denim. a good point. Okay. Yeah. And there's no overalls in sight, which is very alarming for the 90s. <laughs> you're gonna go the jeans you have to incorporate the overalls also i i don't know if like in different countries it's different because like what we know of 90s fashion is like very u.s centric but i'm sure that there's other countries that just like had their own fashion it was very similar in turkey for sure of all the yeah. like music videos and stuff i've seen it's like totally influenced by the like mtv u.s aesthetic yeah, that makes sense yeah trying to make some excuses for the wardrobe you think uh kemal is like trying to imitate justin timberlake in his manner of dress oh my god <laughs> that is the that is the job fit to end all job fits <laughs> the, the hair the hairstyles are not very 90s at all no Uh-oh. they're not the they're super modern tips? i need at least one set of frosted tips oh my Ew. god you're right i love frosted <laughs> tips where are they Ew. like spot with frosted tips that is the sultan of success right there oh no stop i hate frosted tips so much (laughs) i'm trying to just dethrone him as your favorite character i'm trying to find images that will get you to get on another bandwagon (laughs) i think the dad scene was enough for me i was sad i was very sad yeah i'm not mad i'm just disappointed (laughs) talk i thought (laughs) that was bad that was definitely the most effective parenting snippet yeah that's literally what i wrote in my notes like no wonder osman is the best he definitely has the best parents of the bunch yeah clearly yeah like even ishik ishik just has like super strict annoying parents i mean the the you're grounded from school thing just i like had to pause to like get my laugh out of that That (laughs) so extreme and unnecessary (laughs) also it's apparently red red dress's name is billy yeah, I saw that. What? <laughs> they said Billy, Billy in the subtitles. Billy? Yeah, yeah like B-I-L-L-Y. No. What? No. <laughs> yes. Okay, I have to look at the cast list now. <laughs> this is not Billy. What's the, I think y'all misunderstood something. I don't know where it's name is. not Billy. I don't know. Continue. I'm researching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um it the most unrealistic thing that happened this episode was ashik's mom letting sinan into the house oh yeah what the fuck also she hated sinan and sinan was drunk when he went to their house like that is even less realistic 
it's it's completely insane if what you want is for her to break up with this friend group and not see them anymore why would you let him into your house to woo her because she's like door open like all this very parenty stuff it was a mistake clearly because ashok did not turn out okay (laughs) i mean i don't know like at least in my experience like in my own parents like they were pretty chill and like I never did bad stuff because like I was just chill because like my parents weren't really strict so I don't know yeah no definitely like the people that acted out freshman year of college were the people that had strict parents for sure those poor people (laughs) yeah they were messed up yeah I'm trying to find her the character's name I found the actress's name for, for Billy but there's like like the not even on imdb they don't have the character's name i'm pretty sure everyone saw the subtitles was like mm, that's not her name <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what her real name was <laughs> let's see let me check now we're all in the hut anyway it doesn't seem that anyone knows her name and i refuse to accept that it's billy therefore it's a question mark should we move on i mean never but sure <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, let's let's move on. This is not never gonna end. She doesn't have a name. <laughs> she doesn't have a name. She's red dress slash Billy. <laughs> okay, so today for our history section, we are going to talk about the history of iron and how delicious it is and how everyone should have some uh, because that's what they were drinking with their bodek this episode which i have to say was a really weird combo for me because it's like the ch- there's like a lot of dairy yeah I, I wouldn't do that a lot of heavy. Dairy. Yeah. it's good but it's heavy <laughs> okay so iron is a cold yogurt beverage that's super popular in turkey sophia's being eaten by her cat oh my god (laughs) um it's like basically um fermented or i guess just yogurt with uh water and salt and you can add other stuff into it different cultures do it differently but that's the turkish one and it's delicious it's mostly like a summer drink it's served cold it's really refreshing you can eat it with a lot of like meat entrees um it's delicious <laughs> it's really like all over the world you can find some kind of version of it so um, all the way from east asia through to europe there's different versions of some sort of fermented dairy drink let's see other versions i've had are do which is the persian one not sure if i'm pronouncing that properly uh, but that's one is basically the same thing as iron but with mint in it kefir i always thought was the same thing but apparently yeah. it's made from grains not dairy so that's interesting lassi i had a mango lassi last night it was delicious you had it with your wings helped help to manage the heat <laughs> actually we did we got tandoori chicken wings it yeah was interesting <laughs> yeah we have one. there's kumis i don't know i think that's also persian it's sweet but it has a, a, a similar texture huh. it's like more yeah. fermented yogurt and it's very good yeah i used to drink that a lot when i was a kid 
there's Milkies, which is the Korean version. Huh. Film Jolk, uh, which I think is that's, I think that's y- Yulk. Yulk. <laughs> Film Yulk. <laughs> Film Yulk. <laughs> sure. Um, Film Jolk. <laughs> that's like what we do on I'm this sorry. podcast. Film Jolk. <laughs> <laughs> So, and there's also some politics attached, apparently. I don't know if you want to take us through this, Eski, but I just discovered all about this. What is it that Erdogan is super conservative and doesn't like Raku being the national drink? So he's like, I Correct. love our national drink. <laughs> Correct. Exactly right. <laughs> and apparently, uh, also, Iran has been losing popularity every year to other non-alcoholic drinks. Which is very sad because Iron's delicious. So um, there was, yeah, like soda and juice and stuff. And so (laughs) Chaikun ran an ad for iced tea that where this rapper named Jezza rapped that Iron made him sleepy. And so the uh, AK party government got rid of the ad and banned them. So, I mean, that's hilarious because that. Kaikur is like completely state owned. So they like find themselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, it was invented by the Guk Turks thousands of years ago to uh, make their yogurt taste better because apparently it's really gross and bitter. <laughs> It's everywhere in Turkey, including apparently it's offered at McDonald's and Burger Kings. Really? So huh. that that's because they just probably like the plastic like cup with the tin foil like yeah 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 yeah, that makes sense um i didn't know there were so many uh like i mean i guess like lassie i was like oh i i have thought before oh that's similar because it's like yogurt based but i didn't realize there were so many extremely similar or identical variants under different names in neighboring countries but that makes sense because like that's the kind of the story of most of Turkish cuisine is either in Greece or in like Armenia, Georgia, Syria. You have the same kind of thing on their menus. Yep. I had an Iran experience when I went to Gaziantep with my parents. We, um, it was like 110 degrees. It was crazy hot. And we had a somehow our hotel was a scam it like they had a mailbox in the center of town so when on google maps you looked it was in the center of town but actually it was like 40 minutes outside of town so we didn't have a hotel and we were like freaking out and i was like don't worry i'm going to take you to the best meal we've ever had and we went to imam chadash (laughs) but they don't have air conditioning so we were all dying and then they brought out this like beautiful ladle of iron and it was the best thing ever and that everything was solved. Did you eat red meat magic. in that heat? Like you, you were you able to eat? Yeah. Wow, I don't think I would be able to. I would like their iron was magic. Yeah, I would just want iron and like more cucumbers or something. Like I don't know what I would. <laughs> I had this soup in the summer in Turkey that was like an iron. I mean, obviously not iron, but like yogurt soup. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, good. yogurt is a very, uh, I think we may have said this before on this podcast, yogurt is like extremely central to so much of the cuisine and like you eat it with red meat and yeah, everything. <laughs> and it's so good. Yogurt with salty food is like much better than yogurt with like granola or whatever. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it's very weird how in the States we only eat it with like fruit and breakfast stuff. Yeah. And it's so much better with entrees. Nice. on into our favorite section which is what the fuck and also <laughs> awarding our sultan of success award Very which good. by the way executive decision is not going to ashik i don't care how rich she is she ain't but getting she it. was rich without any friends it's so impressive <laughs> <laughs> Who's candidate for sultan of success this episode <laughs> i have two candidates in fact okay but they both are sultans of success for the same reason who are your candidates? Um, Burju and um, Kemal, because they like mine too. Found their way they back. So full of shit. That's so cheesy. <laughs> they looked their most attractive. <laughs> they both got their heads out of their asses and are now back Ooh. to being cute and flirty. Um, they're working together to save the children, <laughs> and they look great doing it. So I agree. I think they should be awarded a joint success Sinan was also kind of the sultan of success because he like got uh, his yeah. there yeah it's true but we gave I, it to just last feel time, like... I think didn't we because it was like a pity sultan of success we gave him a pity sultan of success <laughs> last time yeah and also like this episode like young Sinan could be a candidate but we learned in the future that he's almost definitely dead so I think mm-hmm. that negates his candidacy well, I abstained from participating in this rigged election, and I continue to maintain wow. that uh, adult ship without her friends is 100% sultan <laughs> of success. Oh my god. Okay, well, you're overruled. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what are you guys, what the fucks for this episode? The whole, like, bottle throwing? What the fuck? <laughs> yes! That was on my list. And also because... How many bottles of red wine has she gone through by herself that she needs to open another yeah. one? Yeah, <laughs> very good point. <laughs> I think for one, it does weird mom crop top, which is like not a thing. Oh, adult at mm-hmm. Yeah, her her outfit was weird. Also, she definitely still has an eating disorder because like Shik offers her some food and she's like, um, maybe. maybe. Yeah, she's regressed. Also, Ishik's outfit, like the pink outfit in the pink room with the gauze and like she matched the curtains and the wallpaper and like just, oh, I can't. She looked like a shrimp in a shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) A shrimp in a shrimpy world. (laughs) What was my other what the fuck? That fight was just so like what? Why? Yeah. Why would they just blame the bad kids? Like I'm sure Burak and his goons have a bad record too. Like they seem pretty goony. They must be in Nedjdet's pocket. Yeah, yeah but weird. I agree. The scene was it was agree. a fun scene, but yeah, what the fuck all around? Yeah. yeah, 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 and like the whole like all the like they should have gone to the hospital too. Like they were exposed to bad chemicals. And they had really bad cuts on them. On them, they had cuts that were definitely exposed to harmful chemicals. <laughs> uh. 
Except that all of the bottles in the lab looked like the ketchup to me. Or sumac. There was like the clear ones and yeah. then there was the ketchup bottles. It was all sumac. And that was like sumac powder. Yeah. I have to keep on the chem lab. What the fuck skeleton? Why would there be a skeleton in the chem lab? I guess it's an all-purpose lab. Yeah, it's just a lab. It's a lab that has zero equipment, but about 2,000 bottles. <laughs> I think microscopes. Yeah, it had microscopes. It like, had microscopes. Yeah, so they can have a biology Bio, class, yeah. aka skeleton studies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what the fuck? Going to the bathroom just to wash your hands? Like, Kenem, he just walks into the bathroom and washes his hands. He was well, crushing he's... about the <laughs> pandemic. You have to do that now. <laughs> it's very he doesn't great. strike me as the type of guy who's fastidious about his yeah he would he would definitely like this. resist wearing a mask too <laughs> I, I think he just gets scared and forgets what he walked into the bathroom to do because he gets surrounded by a bunch of dudes maybe because also he like is a huge punk when they come at him in the chem lab like he doesn't fight back at all until other people come yeah well, because he doesn't want to get kicked out of school now that his life is perfect with the Ida. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, my life is perfect. And then she's like, oh, God. Young. And he's like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> also, that teacher, like, what the fuck? He was having a coughing fit in the bathroom. Like, he was dying a little bit. I don't know. I miss that. <laughs> I miss that, too. I also miss the fact that the painting was gone. Yeah. What? They showed oh, it. Good catch on that. I didn't see that at all. They like pan to the wall and it's empty. Oh, like, well, I I take so many notes while I'm watching this that I feel like I do miss like any nonverbal clues. <laughs> yeah, I just take like notes, yeah, on my phone. But sometimes I space out. Like I spaced out for part of the conversation between Osman and his dad. I was like, this is too sad. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. And you both had a hallucination with the Billy thing, which is weird. No, we did. Oh my god! I swear to God, I'm gonna, Her name is Billy. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna put it on the on the TV and send you a picture. Was there like is there a famous Hollywood Billy that wears a red dress? Maybe that's it. Billy, Billy Holiday. Billy Crystal. Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol is a dude, I think. Billy Crystal is also a dude, but we live in 2021, Sophia. So what are you trying to say? <laughs> Billy Holiday seems to have worn exclusively black dresses. It was also written with an IE. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Billy Holiday, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Billy Her name is not Billy. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Joel. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Yeah, he's taking out her her New York roots, Billy Joel. Uh, No, that's New Jersey. I know, but like he lives on Uh, Long Island now. Whatever. (laughs) Why I know that, I don't know. (laughs) You you guys are your own podcast about uh, where he lives. (laughs) That would be weird. Um, any more what the fucks? I have uh, WTF screenwriters for uh, not sharing with us the birthday party flaking reaction scene that we all wanted to see. Ooh, I wanted to see her whole one. family melting down at her for missing this perfect <laughs> birthday party. 
my god, I need to find this Billy thing or it's gonna drive me insane. You'll find it. It's it's when um she's at the door, when Borgie's at the door. Billy? I cannot over it. What the fuck you guys for Billy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna find it, I swear uh, to God. Billy is not our Sultan of Success. No. For one, she doesn't even have a name. <laughs> Her name she has a name nowhere on the internet. Yeah. Oh, I have to say also WTF to the um, whoever curated the soundtrack for this episode because they went with a song that's like late 2000s at one point. And Uh-oh. I was just like, why? There's so many good 90s pop or rock songs you could have gone with that are generally about the theme of being sad and lonely so like why did you go with? i feel like that's a wide category yeah exactly there's just so many options that are uh period appropriate no it's definitely that was, not that scene it definitely didn't happen her name's not billy her name is billy sophia and i didn't share a hallucination uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you mentioned those uh psychedelic wings you had that's true yeah that's true so thank you all so much for listening to today's episode next time we're going to be talking about the final episode of season one what possibly could happen besides Sinan dying I don't know but I'm excited to find out maybe I hope there's a happy ending for Borju and Kamal because they're the only ones I really care about and thank you all so much for listening congratulations to our duo sultans of success Borju and Kamal for getting their life together. We hope they shtup soon. We hope they keep their life together, which will not happen. Yeah.